Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag My Investing Story. Hi, my name is Ann McNeil, and I am the Master Wealth Builder, helping to build a stronger and better life and business. And I'm very excited to be volunteering with Better Investing, a 501c3 not-for-profit organization that has helped over 5 million individual investors learn how to analyze stocks with investment tools. Let's talk about what we're not. We're not financial planners. We're not financial brokers. We're not selling any stocks or any products or services of any kind. Iona McNeil and myself are volunteers with Bet Investing, like many other volunteers who come on and share our investing stories and the investing stories of many, many, many other individuals. And Better Investing has helped, <clears throat> excuse me, to create and provide unbiased investment education and powerful, when I say the word powerful, online investment tools and stock analysis information for investors. And every week that we come on and share, we always have a phenomenal guest for you. And tonight is no different. Tonight, our special guest is none other than Ms. Tamika Adams. She's an educator, an entrepreneur, and nonprofit community leader. Ms. Adams holds a BA degree in business and a master's in public accounting. I tip my hat to you, uh -huh, uh, Tamika, because I have an idea of what that is like. Iona and I both hold degrees in accounting and, and needless to say, it is um, it's a labor of love. She has worked in her community and focused on the importance of equality and exposure for girls with a specific interest in black girls. Her dedication and efforts and research are rooted within various communities throughout the United States. And I'd like to ask all of you to help me welcome to the show, uh, none other than our new, uh, uh, new friend, if you will, Ms. Tamika Adams. And good evening, Ioni McNeil, my co-host, how are you this evening? Good evening. I'm well. I want to start off with a round of applause. Okay. okay. <laughs> I felt like I needed to clap in order to properly introduce Tamika Adams to the show. So okay. All right. You got I'm, it. I'm excited. Uh, Tamika, how are you? I'm well, Ioni. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. I've been waiting uh, to interview you for some days now. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm still on a high. You and I text yesterday. I'm like, I'm so excited, but let's let's wait till we get on so we can start. Um, you, as you already know, because you're a listener of my message story, um, I usually take people all the way back to the beginning. But because you have such a phenomenal story just within this past year. I'm going to start with um, when you met Miss Ann in Atlanta, and then when you, I think you came on the show and probably submitted your email address to say, hey, I'm interested to be a part of the Summer Stop Market Experience program with Klein, and I followed up with you, and we spoke for probably one and a half to two hours mm -hmm. in January. So talk to us about, I think, that first meeting with Miss Ann, and then where you were in your mindset when, when I called you in January? Oh, 
Um, it, you know, I, I'm going to start out by saying, number one, it's a pleasure to be here this evening. Um, as you stated, I definitely am a follower of the My Investing Story um, platform. I make it a conscious effort every week. If I'm not able to attend the lives, um, I go back and I listen to the replays because the stories are just so encouraging. So I want to say thank you, ladies, for creating this platform um, for us to be able to share um, our stories. And so just thinking back, um, to the day that I actually um, informally met uh, Miss Ann, um, she was actually here with, I think the group was NAPWIC, and um, they were hosting a their, their national conference. Um, and me being the person that I am, like I said, if my passion is definitely um, to help mentor um, Black girls um, through our mentoring organization, the Empress and Pearls. And so one of our pillars is um, college and career education. And so I'm always exploring ways to tap into non-traditional career exposure for the girls. And so when I found out about um, NABWIC and the fact that they were going to be in Atlanta, I had no you know, no, no formal invitation, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm going. <laughs> and so got to the conference and, and, you know, everyone was just talking about this lady, Miss McNeil, Miss McNeil. And I was like, who is Miss McNeil? Like, I have to know who this woman is. And lo and behold, you know, met Miss Ann and, um, very briefly, because of course, if you know a conference, you know, there are so many people pulling on you at any given time. And so we didn't really get a chance to have a full conversation, but I was just admired by the work that she was doing um, with um, NABWIC. And so I decided to follow her, you know, and to really and truly do my own research to see what this was all about and, you know, how I too can become a part of it and include, you know, my nonprofit, but specifically exposing the girls. And through that, of course, I found out that she was an active member of um, Better Investing. And so, you know, that led to, you know, me, me, me meeting you, Ioni, and it was just an amazing, it's like full circle. I never knew that the reason that I was supposed to be at that conference was not just for the um, you know, piece of, you know, uh, exposure with the career in construction, but it was also to, you know, tap into other areas and connect with the right community so that I can have that support, you know, on the mission to continue mentoring. Wow. I, you know, um, the first thing that's coming to mind, and I hope you can remember the conversation as vividly as I can. Um, but when we first talked, <clears throat> you, you know, were asking questions um, about better investing. And it wasn't until I think about an hour in that I realized that you had some prior uh experiences with investing or investing groups and, and networking things mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, she's coming from a whole different mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably going to take some time to really not just explain what better investing is, but show what better investing is. Because sometimes showing is better than telling. So um, I can't remember the name of the organization. I don't know if it was uh, Sister and Stilettos or Stilettos yeah. and Lenny, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But could you, talk, could you talk a little bit about like what your frame of reference was at yeah. the time when we, when we spoke and maybe some prior experiences with money and investing or networking mm -hmm. groups? 
mm-hmm. you know, that were probably just meeting, but were not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, I, I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. Um, so, he, um, you know, here's the thing, you know, as, I, as you know, Ms. McNeil was reading a little bit about me, you guys know I have a, a master's in public accounting. And so of course, I, you know, people think just because you have, you know, uh, a degree in anything financial related that you're the expert of all things. Right. It's like, okay, you know, if you have a degree in finance, accounting, math, whatever, you then know, you good with money. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're the expert in that is, you know, not discrediting those, those of us that do have those degrees that have, you know, worked hard to obtain those because it's not easy, but you, you don't know everything, right? You have been, um, you have been taught. Um, you know, within a space of whatever your specialty is, but it does not mean that you know everything about money. And so for me, you know, I take that now um, as an opportunity to help uh, people understand that, you know, you need a community of, you know, individuals in various spaces to be able to help educate you so that you are a well-rounded investor or a well-rounded person just in, you know, in general with, you know, managing money. So for me, you know, as I was speaking to you, um, you know, I, I did come from a place of, you know, exploration. I'm always tapping into something. If something gains my interest, I'm going to research it and I'm going to dive deep into it and try to get the best experience from it. And so my previous experience, like I said, you know, I was, I'm, I was an educator. I actually was teaching um, at the time um, CTE courses, which is career technical education. And so in that space, um, I was teaching personal personal finance. And so, of course, if you're teaching something, you want to know as much about that subject matter as possible. And so I decided that I wanted to, you know, um, join um, an investment group, right? Well, I thought, you know, it was an investment group. And um, this particular investment group, this particular investment and I'm not going to say investment, this particular educational space, because, you know, we were taught many different things. Um, I didn't quite get what I thought I was going to get from it. And and not to say that they didn't provide it. I think I was going into it not knowing what to expect. And so because of that, I left a little confused, discouraged, and not really being able to take that information and then regurgitate it back to my students so that they can also, you know, understand it as well. And so at that point, I was like, I really need to find like a group of people that I can identify with um, and that will be able to meet me where I am, you know, understanding that I know, you know, finance, but finance and investing are not the same things. They are completely different, completely different. And so um, finding um, you and, you know, talking to you more, it, 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 it really truly helped me understand that I needed to, to enter into a space where I can learn, number one, and then also while I'm learning, I can also teach. And that's where the summer stock experience was like very ideal for me because, you know, the platform was there, you know, all the resources were there, like it was everything that I needed in order for me to be able to learn the content that I needed, but then at the same time, also be able to deliver it in a space where I was safe, and I had the support that I, you know, that I needed. And so 
it was just like when you, you know, when you mentioned we need volunteers, I was like, listen, you have one right here. <laughs> Say no more, like sign us up. We are ready to go. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you took it there because <clears throat> I think that in just to remind people, you, you are not, not just an educator. You could talk a little bit about uh, your current role working within the school system in, in Atlanta and also, um, being the proactive mother that you are and homeschooling your daughter. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that um, to the forefront so people really understand how important education is for you and not just talking about education is important, but, you know, just your, the choices and decisions you've made in your life between your work and then home, you know, really shows how important you feel education is. Yes. And with that being said, your kind of vigor as you're learning about money, personal finance, mm -hmm. investing, mm -hmm. and you know, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want you, if, if possible, to speak to is your expectations of this summer before the summer stock market experience. Because I think for me, <clears throat> I knew what climb was going to be doing and what climb could do but it wasn't until very early and early in the program or even mid program that I realized there were there are a lot of nonprofits that kind of talk the talk but they they're not willing to really commit to do the work so I'm also interested in your perspective of us um, and probably talking about the summer stock market experience program and what you thought we were probably going to do and then what we actually delivered on. Okay, sure. So definitely. Um, my expectations, I really did not have a lot of expectations. Again, I wanted to make sure that I was in a space where whatever I brought to the table for my nonprofit was going to mirror, you know, the, the, the pillars. And one of our pillars is actually focusing on financial literacy and, you know, making sure that our girls are equipped with the knowledge that they need in order to make informed decisions when it comes to their money. And so I was, you know, my hesitation though, to be very, you know, transparent is because I service girls as young as eight um, through 16. So I had a raw range of girls, you know, from various dynamics. And so, you know, it was really, you know, I was really reserved on how that will work. Um, because again, you know, an eight-year-old and a 16-year-old based off of, you know, their interests and or support, um, that, that could look very, very different. So for me, I was just like, okay, how, how is this really going to work? I had the parents, like I said, my parents are phenomenal. Like whatever I asked them to do in regards to supporting, you know, they are always willing and hands-on to do it. But, you know, as the leader, it is still my responsibility to make sure that the program that I deliver is credible. It is, you know, worthwhile. It is definitely going to be, you know, something that we can look back on and say, we are happy that we participated in that because we have these deliverables. Um, to, you know, identify with. And so um, even though my expectations were not like, oh, you know, I want them to walk out of here and be, you know, these, um, you know, these financial gurus, it is definitely something that I wanted to make sure that they had a takeaway. Now, what I received from that experience um, 
you can't even, I can't even measure, like I can't even, I can't even measure that. Like we literally still talk about the things that we, you know, we learned as a whole, as a group, but then we also talk about the things that the individuals, and to be very honest, I have, you know, one young lady um, that, you know, she is my oldest of the participants, but when I tell you her interest level has gone, it was already at a 10, it's like at a million now. Like we literally, we are talking every single day. She's like, you know, Mrs. Adams, what do I do now that I have, you know, this, um, my RA set up? You know, how do I make sure now that I, you know, not only, you know, spend money, but I'm saving and I'm also investing because we realize that saving and investing are two different things. So for me, you know, it was just to see the girls now be more cautious of you know how they're preparing for their future asking parents asking the parents questions still you know looking forward to next year's participation like you can't ask for anything better than that you cannot ask for so the seed was planted the interest was you know um, there, you know, we, 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 we did well. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm happy. I'm grateful. Um, for me, I learned, you know, a lot, like I said, now I'm able to, you know, kind of use my knowledge to better manage my portfolio. You know, I've, you know, set up, you know, opened up my own SEP account, you know, which I didn't have that before, you know, so it's just, it's, it's so many, when I tell you like the nuggets that were dropped in that experience and the takeaways that we were able to apply and continue is exactly what I didn't know I needed or wanted, but was exactly what I received. Excellent, excellent. And I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because I know for those that don't know about the uh, CLIMB Summer Stop Market Experience Program, uh, we, we did a lot, we covered a lot. We had guest speakers every week. Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of them, I want to say 98% of them were Black. Uh, black professionals, young and old, um, all of them investing or at least working within the finance um, industry and able to share their experience, you know, based on the topic we provided. But there were also two crucial things uh, because, you know, when I get into like, okay, these are the, these are the outcomes of this program. And one of them was um, making sure that each student had uh, a credit union account you know, leaving the program, mm -hmm. and then a Roth IRA account, uh, leaving the program. So could you speak a little bit to some of your students that were able to do one or both and how that process really maybe changed um, the family conversation? Because, mm -hmm. you know, generally, if a child is needing to open one of those two things, then they need their parent to do that thing. Yeah. So, um, so sure. So I had um, a total of eight girls participate in, in this um, summer stock experience this year. And of the eight girls, all eight of my girls were able to open and fund their um, credit union accounts. And so that was a huge uh, milestone for us, you know, to be able to make sure that that part, you know, was checked off. Like, you know, of all things you can do whatever you want to do, um, but we, we have to make sure we do that. 
that, not only, you know, including the Roth IRAs as well as the, um, the credit union accounts, we also had exposure to the 529. Exactly. exactly. And so, um, you know, um, some of my girls were able to, I think two of them were able to also start their, open up their 529 accounts. And so um, just those two, you know, accomplishments alone, I'm I'm, I'm just positive that they are 10 times, you know, ahead of the game when it comes to preparing for life after, you know, post-second or, you know, life after school, um, high school. And so uh, with the uh, Roth IRAs, even though all of my girls were not able to set that up and um, fund that, the, the ones that were able to do it, what we decided to do as an organization, we also matched not only did, um, you know, CLIMB um, contribute uh, as a whole, but I decided within our organization, we were going to match whatever it was that they invested within, you know, that short time frame. And so I had one young lady, um, like I said, you know, she's very, um, you know, focused and driven and, you know, interested in how things are going to look, you know, even though she knows that she wants to be an attorney, she's like, I know I'm going to make a lot of money. And so because I'm going to make a lot of money, I need to know how to manage that money and not depend on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> to manage that money for me. Yeah. And so just to see that, you know, that that change and that excitement, you know, from, from her perspective at 15 years old, at 15 to see that, you know, type of seed again, be planted, be able to, you know, identify how she can grow her money in a short period of time, the compound interest, you know, like it, it was just, it, 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 I, it was just, so phenomenal. It was just so phenomenal. And, you know, just yesterday, she and my, her mom and I were speaking and she's like, Mrs. Adams, thank you. You know, thank you for bringing this to our community. Thank you for exposing the girls. Thank you for your dedication. But I would not have been able to do that without the platform that, you know, that really and truly helps. So the outcomes, like I said, were definitely favorable. Everyone has uh, now a uh, credit union account. They have, you know, funded account. They have, you know, contributions that they're going to be, you know, for sure, um, continuing on a long-term basis, um, you know, two out of the uh, eight, um, like I said, did open up a 529 account. And then I have the one young lady that did open up the IRA and she um, has um, actually have a match um, from our nonprofit as well. And so it, it, it was a win-win. Right. Sure. And, and those are just the, their own personal takeaways you know like you mentioned the experience of the 10 weeks they they also got to practice what investing is with money on a, in a virtual platform how to place a trade how to put you know place a sale how to emotionally go through um your portfolio going up and down you know listen. nothing beats that kind of experience listen it is and it's so funny that you say that because in that experience um in in that experience having to you know have this 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 hundred thousand dollars right <laughs> you know it's to them I told them I said it's not play money this is real real money like we're going to treat it as such and exactly. because of that you know I, I divided the group into two separate teams and so even though we were representing as one you know we still had two separate teams so to see the the girls serve as leaders you know um, in that capacity every week you know to where they were competing not amongst each other in a negative way but in a 
friendly way, but still learning the emotional, you know, um, ups and downs that went with it. Like some days they didn't even want to talk to each other. Like when they looked, <laughs> when, when they went in and saw the rankings, they were like, they were not worried about any of the other teams. They could care less about the other teams. The only team that they were concerned about were their peers, you know, within the organization. So it created some camaraderie, you know, of course, within us, um, but it also gave us an opportunity to see that competitiveness um, and to see, you know, them serve in a, in a place of leadership, you know, um, week to week. So we were, you know, we, it, it, we were excited and it was fun every week to see them, you know, do that. And I'm so glad, like you mentioned, I'm so glad that, um, this summer was a safe space for them uh, because one of the things I thought about in pre pre preparation for tonight's you know, interview was the fact and really the, the heart and the purpose that my investing story is a safe space for us to talk about money, talk about investing, talk about successes, talk about failures. I think about, and I, I mean, if you black and you listening, I mean, if you white and you listening, I mean, you probably heard it before, but you know, I know black people are, are um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, I can't think of the word, but, um, but it. It, it's like, um, all, we always do this. We always do this, you know. Um, but yeah, black people would generally be very quick to be like, "Oh, we don't talk about money at home. Oh, we don't do this. Oh, we don't invest. Oh, we don't buy from ourselves. You know, we don't support black people. Like we, we be real quick to be like, what black people don't do, right? <laughs> You're right. And and I think about how most of us, even if we don't say it out loud, we will say, and it, it has been our experience where we didn't talk about money at home mm -hmm. or we didn't talk about investing. Mm -hmm. And the reason for hashtag my investing story is, okay, yeah, you didn't get it at home, but are you making time to join the space to listen and eavesdrop mm -hmm. and hear the conversations that are being going, that are going on, um, the word was notorious. Black people are oh. notorious. For okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I just think about, and, 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 you know, we'll transition into your, your story, your own personal story, especially just this, this week. I mean, just this year, because one of the main reasons you're on the show right now today is because of Jennifer Felton's story. You know, for whatever reason, you have been listening to hashtag my message story. You've been yep. like, I listen to replays. Mm -hmm. And after whatever, I don't know if it was the educator, I don't know, it, you know, connection it, or the background connection, but it was like, you was like, oh, I just opened up my mouth. I thought, right. I listen to story. I'm like, Yes, I you know, and and I, and I want to I want to chime in and bring a, uh, yeah. something in as well. So when you say um, you know we're notorious, you know, as you know, as a community of of, of black people, you know, proud to be that. Um, but at the same time, we do have areas of opportunities. I think what's happening right now is that there is a generational curse um, that's being broken. 
And, you know, um, you know, I, I say that because of, you know, my experience or our experience, my husband and I with our daughter, uh, we, we actually have a 19 year old um, daughter that is a serial entrepreneur. And I say that because as early as age, you know, seven, she had her first business, like she literally you know, had a business, she was going to school making, you know, things, you know, lanyards and, you know, selling them and it was like doing really well with it to where my husband and I was like, wait a minute, we're going to have to, you know, check in and see where all of this money is going and, you know, where is, where is this mindset coming from? And from that, you know, created this young lady that, you know, now at 19 years of age is attending college, you know, debt-free, actually being paid to attend college, you know, literally investing, you know, in numerous ways. I mean, options trading, um, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, like, she, you know, she is literally our pride and joy when it comes to, you know, creating a space for herself and not depending on anyone else to make those decisions for her when it comes to the potential of wealth. And so, you know, so for me, you know, I, I always wanted to allow whatever it was that we instilled in her or help, you know, nourish to also be replicated in the community because there are other Black girls that have that same ability but just may not have that support like she has. So when I say we're breaking these generational curses because for me, my parents, you know, raised, you know, born and raised in the 50s and 60s, we didn't talk about money. Like that was not, you know, we were just taught to work hard, you know, and, you know, whatever you have, make sure no one gives you anything and you don't owe anyone. Those were the only things that were instilled in me. And so I'm grateful for those for those experiences, but it never really and truly was something that we talked about. Um, but now in our household, you know, we are able to have those conversations because we have a young lady that her mindset is just like beyond her years. And we can, you know, we can converse about that. We converse about that. We can talk about money, you know, what it is that you need to do, how, you know, by the time you're 30, you know, you should be able to make these type of choices that mom at, you know, 43, 44 and dad at 48 can't make those kind of decisions because, you know, we did not have those advantages the way that you have. So I'm proud, you know, of that. And when we talk about, you know, my connection with, you know, Jennifer's story, like I said, I'm very intentional. I go back and I listen to all of them, but the relation that I was able to to identify with Jennifer is when she mentioned the trust, you know, that we don't, you know, at, in our community, we, you know, we're always thinking this is good, too good to be true. Like, I can't believe that Miss McNeil is coming to us, you know, with this information and wanting to share it and she doesn't have a hidden agenda, right? You know, like, why is she, you know, wanting to do this? Why does she want us to be great, right? You know, so for me, that's where the connection, uh, you know, came in. And then, like I said, as an educator, um, you know, every time I changed a job, you know, my 401k was like free money. It was like, oh, you know, we're balling now, like we're going on vacation, you know, we're going to, you know, fix up the house, you know, we're going to buy this, we're going to buy that. And not really knowing that if I would have had someone to be able to sit down with me and explain to me that I had options, I can open up that IRA, that Roth IRA, you know what I'm saying? I could do these other things and still be able to live that lifestyle, but just prioritize how and when to do that. And so, you know, that's where, you know, we miss that opportunity in the Black community specifically, um, only because we don't know where to go. 
and we don't have, you know, people necessarily readily available like you are, Ioni, where I can text and say, hey, what do I do with this money that I'm about to come into? And, you know, how do I maximize that opportunity? And then I repeat that cycle and share with the next generation. And then we come together and now we have a whole community of people like those that are in better investing. That is where, for me, the most important part was, and I was able to accomplish that in that experience. Wow. A few things come to mind uh, just now. The first is I really like your, your mindset and perspective of having your cake and eating it too. You know, you, you talked about some, some mishaps of things you did with your 401k money, but, you know, also just saying, I could have did it all. I could have did rollovers and still took the vacations and yep. still fixed up the house. But learning the information, being around people that um, could also weigh in and give some expertise and, and mo most importantly, prioritizing, yes. you know, because just because we're, you know, contributing to our retirement accounts doesn't mean we're not living life. Exactly. You know, um, exactly. so I really, I really do appreciate that you have the both perspective because I think sometimes people don't feel like they can have both. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want people to not live right now trying to live in the future, mm -hmm. but, but I do know that within the better investing community, I've learned how to put away for the future and live, you know, my best life, my, my best life now. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, well, before we get to, um, you know, we'll talk about your sister, but before we get there in the process of just 2021, right? We talked in January, you raised your hand for, you know, signing up to be an adult advisor and bringing your girls through, um, uh, the Empress and Pearls organization, uh, to be a part of the summer stock market experience program. Could you talk about maybe the, the turning point? Because you, you mentioned what, you know, bringing up uh, Felton again, mm -hmm. that kind of trust thing. Do you feel like most of 2021 in our interactions, you know, collectively, individually, it has been, you know, a process of continuing to try us and see, try us and see. Um, and so far, what is your perspective and, and, and how has, um, I guess the best way to say is, how have we been able to build trust? And not just you and me, but mm -hmm. you as Tamika and also us as Better Investing, or at least the, the volunteers you've met through Better mm -hmm. Investing. Yeah, sure. Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm always exploring. So, you know, I'm always looking for alternatives or options. You know, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I don't, I'm not like, you know, close-minded to one particular thing. And so because of that, I have tried many things, many organizations, many community groups, like, you know, I've, I've, I've you know, just kind of traveled around, you know, financial advisors, I mean, you name it, I have considered it. And because again, similar to 
what Jennifer was stating in her share, her investing story, it, it was just, it just never felt right. I just always felt like, okay, is this a commission thing, right? Like, are you doing this because you're going to get paid from this? Or are you doing this, you know, like, why are you, you know, what, what, what is the reason? And it just never felt, you know, right. And so, you know, it, in the better investing community, the, the fact that everyone is so open and so willing to help, you know, I, I, I'm able to listen in on, you know, the, um, the meetings, you know, the, the, uh, the, the monthly meetings that you got. Oh, the have. South Florida chapter. Model yeah. Club, yeah. Model yeah. Club yeah. The model. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I yeah, couldn't, yeah, I couldn't yeah, think yeah. of it. I was, I was sitting here on Saturday and my phone died and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to miss everything. <laughs> I'm going to miss everything. And I was just literally freaking out. Cause I was so like into the meeting that I didn't realize that my phone was like literally giving me a signal that you only have like two bars left or two percent <laughs> and so when the phone died I immediately tried to reconnect and then I reached out and I was like I own it she was like don't worry you'll get the replay and I was like okay <laughs> right but just having that sense of even though you're not a member you know on paper you are still a part of the community and we still desire for you to have this information now not when we have open enrollment not when we're you know seeking new members not none of that like wow. you have access to this right now and that's what people need again that's where the disconnection comes in and that's why the trust is not there because again you don't you don't you can't build trust with someone in a short period of time and expect for that trust to be long lasting right trust is built over time and because trust is built over time you have to extend that opportunity and meet a person where they are they may not be ready to receive everything and understand it at that moment but in due time if you allow that opportunity for them to stay and receive it I guarantee you now that cycle, you know, is going to continue because they want more, they want more. So you're not going to have to go looking for anybody. The people are already there. So, you know, when you talk about trust, um, for me, that was the biggest part. Bob, you know, this, you know, just kind of, you know, again, I can't do a lot alone when it comes to these youth. And so being able to pass the baton to another organization that's going to now continue what we've already planted. You know, I had, like I said, I had this young lady, 15 year old young girl, and she's like, Mrs. Adams, what happens after the summer stock experience? Like, what do I do now? Now that I have this information, what do I do? I'm only one person and I can't, you know, continue to try to network and find, you know, in the time frame in which when they're interested as you, you got to grab them right then and there, like literally. So for me to have Mr. Wynn have something that we knew that he was going to continue and extend it again to everyone. He didn't just say the members of Wisconsin. He didn't say, you know, he didn't say any of that. He said it is open to everyone. So that for me, when it comes to trust, that's the part of the better investing, you know, um, group and model that I enjoy is because it is open to everyone. You don't have to meet these certain criteria in order to get that information. Is there now if you want it? So that's trust to me. You you just spoke a word. I, I wasn't expecting any of that, but I, I'm so glad you said all of it because I didn't realize the impact of our actions over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything 
that you just said really resonated from the perspective of why we do ma- hashtag my invested story mm-hmm. uh, which you know if you haven't heard this before it, it was re- it really <clears throat> is and was birthed out of my mom and I being South Florida chapter you know better investing members and over the years we would watch this before the pandemic we would watch a new investor mm-hmm. a non-investor a black person interested investing Mm-hmm. Um, a curious mind mm-hmm. walk into a class that we were having at a community center. We have all of our better investing workshops at a community center. Mm-hmm. Sit in the class, the stuff go over their head. Yep. They looking like a deer in headlights. Yep. Yep. And we wonder why we can't get nobody to come back. There you go. Yeah. And so we just mm-hmm. decided that we were going to take it down several notches yes <laughs> and <laughs> meet us meet us where we are you know that, that's that's what that's what we have to do is meet people where they are and you know and 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 fuel that you know and then allow them to grow to that level because they will get there you know they will get there but they're not going to get there if they don't feel like they have the potential or the capacity or the ability and the support to do with Definitely. And that's where Miss Ann is definitely a whiz uh, because I understood what an SSG was. So I didn't understand how you didn't get what an SSG was or how you didn't understand what a PE ratio was. Mm-hmm. But she, ma- she made and helped me to realize that people connect with people yep. and that we were going to be taking a qualitative approach, yep. not a quantitative uh, approach, which is what better investing is great at. And that's why we are trying to, you know, open the doors to better investing of better investing to all people and especially people like us, because this is one of the few places where you're not being sold on anything. In fact, right. they are teaching you how to analyze, right. you know, stocks, mutual funds, how to ask the right questions. Yep. You know, you're not just going along to get along. You're actually, you know, being equipped mm-hmm. to think for yourself, you know, and your own and know why you're investing or why you're trading or why you're doing any of the things, you know, uh, that you're doing. So um, again, Tamika, thank you so much for that insight, because I think that, uh, you know, what you share is definitely going to help us as a better investment community to um, just be a little bit more mindful, you know, when we do outreach to different groups, young, old, um, and just people that just aren't used to talking about mm-hmm. money or mm-hmm. finance or mm-hmm. investing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So okay. thank you. So, so um, there were a few things that you did this, this year, even before, and I'm going to say kudos to, um, to you for opening, opening up your Roth IRA, kudos to you <laughs> for opening up your SEP IRA as a self-employed woman. You know, again, that's a gem for anyone that you claim you have a business or you working for yourself. My first question is always, do you have a SEP IRA? Because yeah. if you don't, then, you know, you're leaving money on the table from the perspective of setting up your business to really benefit you personally for retirement. So if you wonder what I mean, just look up SEP IRA. But even before that, um, I think you being exposed to this information got you interested in estate planning, 
mm-hmm. um, buying insurance to make sure that your daughter was covered. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also you had your, your sister pass from COVID this year. Mm-hmm. So could you talk about how those experiences have changed you and made you face certain things and then what you've been learning and growing in the process? Absolutely. Um, um, as you stated, um, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, we, we did lose um, my sister this September um, to COVID. And so um, it just emotionally that, 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 you know, just the emotional, natural feelings that come with that is, you know, something that unless you've been through it, you can't explain it, you know, you can't explain it. And so um, the, the interesting part, though, for me was, um, you know, it was, it was just the two of us, my, my, with, with my both parents, um, you know, and with me being the oldest. And like I said, you know, thinking back, you know, to the statement I made earlier, you know, people think, you know, just because you have a degree in, you know, in finance or accounting or anything math related, that you have all the answers. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful that my sister, you know, thought, you know, including you know, family members like her thought that much of me and, you know, to be one that if anybody is going to be the responsible one in our family is going to be Tamika, right? And so that pressure, um, you know, continued. I mean, it is pressure. It's not bad or good, but it is pressure um, because you're left having to make those decisions in the present and then after the fact. And so my sister, um, you know, had, has five kids and she had five kids and five grandchildren. And so we are a small family, but we, we um, definitely, you know, are one that because we didn't have that foundation, not taking anything away from my parents, you know, because they just didn't know. Um, we, we never had that conversation about what happens if, right? You know, if something happens to either of us, uh, what should we do? What should we do? And so we never had the conversation. I mean, she was young. She was just 41 years of age, you know? So who, you know, at 41, who's expecting, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that to happen. And so the missed opportunity there was that we never had the conversation, but because I know how my sister felt about me when it came to the responsible one, you know, the one that could make the choices, even when they were difficult choices, um, she left me as her beneficiary of her life insurance policy. And, you know, while, you know, my sister was um, disabled, so, you know, the finances were very limited, you know, in, in raising her kids and her family. But, you know, she was wise enough to put something in place to at least have a proper um, home going. And so what my husband and I decided to do, you know, she, you know, the policy was literally like less than three months. So, you know, the value of that policy was like literally probably nothing. So my husband and I decided, you know, of course, being the responsible ones, we wanted to, you know, cover that expense, but at the same time, make plans proactively in the event that the insurance policy does uh, pay out, you know, that's a small amount, you know, what do I want to do with this? Like, how, how do I want to, knowing my sister, 
you know, knowing how she felt about me and, you know, what she would want me to do on her behalf, um, I've decided to, you know, open up um, custodial accounts for my nieces and my nephews. Because again, if she's not, when she was here, she did as much as she possibly could. But in her, in, you know, life after now, I want to be able to position her to do even more. And I feel like with the small amount that the life insurance um, should pay out, you know, dividing that amongst the kids and grandkids and putting that in some type of account that's going to generate, you know, money as opposed to us just dividing that money up, you know, and giving that small amount. And then next month, we have no idea what they're going to do with it, you know, was not a wise decision. So, you know, with the information that I've gained, um, you know, through, you know, my experience, you know, with the summer stock experience, you know, the, my better investing and just, you know, definitely I own is speaking with you countless numbers of times about options. Um, you know, with that, um, I've decided, you know, and I did, you know, go ahead and open up, you know, custodial accounts for the kids and the grandkids. And either way, whether, you know, the life insurance, you know, pays out that small amount or not, my husband and I have, you know, still agreed to fund those accounts on behalf of my sister, because we know that she trusted me enough to do the right thing when it came to those, to those funds. And so, um, you know, just taking a bad situation and trying to see some type of good in it, knowing that she trusted me and, you know, having that responsibility, I want to do right. I mean, I, and, and thank you for being so transparent with this current life event and family situation, um, because again, I know that um, somebody is going to hear this and either be in it or about to be in it. And, you know, knowing that there are options, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but a lot of times it comes down to your way of thinking, yes. you know, because as you said it just now, you, what you reminded me of is how legacies are really made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times we think about life insurance as, oh, you know, they'll get a payout mm -hmm. when I pass or if anything happens. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we put the same amount of intention and energy to say, let me make sure I'm investing in them mm -hmm. so that they know what to do with it when they receive it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because exactly what you just said, it, what you're doing, I mean, it's such a pivotal moment right now of the difference between I'm going to give it to you mm -hmm. knowing your skills or mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. hold it with you mm -hmm. and build up your skills so that both of them you know, mm -hmm. grow together and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it ends up being of more or better value to you over time. And, and, and that's the part right right there, Ioni, that, you know, I want to highlight it, which is why, you know, I wanted to be very transparent. Like I said, I'm an open book because, you know, just like Jennifer's story inspired me, um, you know, it is my desire to inspire someone else, whether, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, volunteer with, you know, some stock experience next year, you know, be, you know, that, that, that sounding board that, you know, that person in your family that people know that they can trust and, you know, that you're going to make those, you know, decisions. Um, whether it's to be that mother, that champion that's like, listen, I see within my child, like whatever the case may be, 
I want to be able to have someone know that you're not alone no matter what the situation is. And here's the, the thing, when you talk about, you know, having the ability to just give, you know, uh, you know, someone something with the skills that they currently have, you have to be strong enough within yourself to know that that's not going to always be easy. Because if they don't have the skills that they need to be able to make those informed decisions and carry through with it, trying to convince them of that, you know, is the hardest part, which is why we have to start early. We have to, you know, plant those seeds early. We have to have that eight-year-old go through that summer stock experience early. We have to continue having those conversations because if a time comes, the mindset of that youth or that young adult has been conditioned in a way where you're not having to convince. It's an automatic, yes, that makes sense, auntie. Let's do that. But to be transparent, that is not the case with us right now. So it makes it a little bit more challenging, but it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. I mean, the say so just like a responsible parent. Yeah, the say so. Yeah, the say so is going to happen, and I know that my sister would want that, even through the pain of trying to convince one that that's what you should do. So it it is not a you know a a good you know situation right now because you know I may be viewed as the mean auntie, you know the the controlling auntie, the one that you know knows everything and you know won't give me what I deserve, but that's okay because it is my hope in the next 10 to 15 years um, or sooner that you will be coming to me, you know, thanking me for those decisions that we are collectively making. And, and I'm educating you along the way. Now, if you want to receive it, great. If you don't, I'm still going to give it to you. And this is how we're going to operate. And so um, that is my transparency and I stick with it and I'm proud of it. Wow. Do you feel confident in making that decision based on what you've learned this year, your own personal investing journey? I have the compound interest chart right here at my desk. (laughs) 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 And I look at it every day. So there is no doubt in my mind that, you know, if if I start this now with my one-year-old grandson, which we already have, by the time, you know, he is, you know, my age, you know, he's not worried about anything other than you know, waking up the next morning. So am I confident in that decision? I'm more confident than I've ever been about anything probably in my life. So um, wow. absolutely, yes, absolutely. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to my, my next question before I have to hand it off to Miss Ann to let her get some uh, on the black side, five on the black side. <laughs> um. 2021 has been a great year for you. I mean, it's been it's been a lot, but it's been a great year for you because of where you are internally and mentally right now, and even financially right here and right now. For you, what's next in terms of what do you feel like you need? What type of investment journey are you going to go on? Um, I'm not sure if you are a Better Investing member yet. Um, I know you mentioned that you want to listen to the rest or all the old My Investing Story uh, episodes by the end of this year. What's kind of your one-year education plan to continue the momentum that you've started since earlier this year? 
So it's, it's interesting that you say that because my goals um, have definitely changed um, and they changed because I exceeded them, you know, just by applying what I've already learned just in this short period of time. Uh, right before the show, we were talking about, you know, make relevance to, you know, the, you know, everyone has a my investing story. You know, we don't realize it, but everyone has a story like and you know, who's better to tell your story but you. Because only you know, you know, the ins and the outs. And so because of that, I'm, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, you know, when you talk about, you know, one's life and we talk about that dash, like, you know, in the middle, like what happens in the middle, that's all that really that people will probably remember. Um, and so for me, I am very intentional about being, you know, that, that, that middle part. And that middle part is very important for me. And so um, the, the thing that resonates most and the thing that I'm focused on right now is really and truly my nonprofit organization. And I have a sincere responsibility. I, you know, I'm a real, very religious person. I know when God speaks and I know that he has spoken to me and challenged me to replicate and or do more than I have done within my own child or children. And I, you know, I talk about my daughter, but we also have a son, sergeant in the army. So, you know, we kind of allow him to do his own thing, you know, in a sense, but still at the same time, we know he needs direction as a young adult. But for me, you know, my plans and focus is definitely on my nonprofit organization in focusing on the financial literacy piece, because again, I understand from an educator's perspective, um, the limits that we have within our school system and, you know, how, you know, the focus may be there and the desire, but if the kids never truly have those experiences, they don't really get a full piece of the pie. And so for me, I would like to, and I will continue to educate and focus on providing those opportunities to you, particularly, like I said, Black girls, um, only because I am a Black girl, I raise a Black girl, and I can identify with Black girls, but, you know, just youth in general. Um, the resources that I think are helpful is just being a part of the, my, you know, the, the better investing community and continuing to, you know, grow within that space um, so that, you know, I can, you know, um, receive the the support that I need and be in the right, you know, position to ask for the help if I need it and also to give, give the support, you know, take what I've learned and, you know, apply that to someone else or to continue to grow another organization, collaboration, whatever the case may be, the information needs to be shared. We need to be out there, boots on the ground and making it happen. Personally, I am, you know, um, working and seeking to um, join an investment club um, myself um, so that, you know, I can prioritize my personal life and, you know, catch up on some of these years that I think I did not miss. I don't ever think that I missed anything. Um, I'm right where I need to be because right now, mentally, you know, I'm ready to receive it and move forward. And so, you know, those are my two goals, really and truly nonprofit focus. And then also for me, from a personal, you know, is to, you know, join a investment club, be an active member, grow with that group and, you know, be an example, be an example. Excellent. And you recently won an award, uh, I think within Georgia's education system. Could you? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we have what's called um, uh, champions um, in Georgia, um, after school champions with um, Georgia statewide after school network. It's a long name, but... <laughs> 
Um, and I was actually chosen to be one of um, eight of the champions in the entire state in which, you know, we are serving in the capacity of, you know, growing and also adding value uh, programs to our after school communities. And so uh, what better way? Like I said, you know, I took a leap of faith in August and decided, you know, that I will, you know, do education differently, not, you know, in a classroom from a nine to five or a seven to four. Or whatever the hours are. I don't even remember them anymore. Um, but I decided to, uh, you know, move that into an after school. And so thus far, that's the capacity that I've been working in and, and being recognized as a champion in the state um, is something that I'm very proud of. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tamika. Ms. Mm -hmm. Ann? Well, what's left? Is there any meat left on the bone? So, so you wanna, you wanna, listen, for all of you that came on a little late to the program and the podcast, you have been listening to hashtag my investing story, not my story today, but Tamika Adams story today. And she's been a phenomenal um, guest. Tamika, overall, her goal is to advocate and implement opportunities to increase youth interest in non-traditional careers and to provide various cultural experiences such as investing. She has a diverse and tenured background in corporate America, public education, and the nonprofit industry has afforded her many opportunities to, I would like to say, to shine. And Tamika, today, this evening, you have done just that in helping us to kind of walk through your journey. And Jen, Felton is on, and we want to thank you, Jen, for lighting a fire up underneath Tamika. And I would be remiss if I did not tell you that that Navic Investment Club will be opening up next year. So stay tuned, and we'll make sure we stay tuned with you in the event you are still looking for a club, because we will be opening up for members. And we will be following the South Florida Chapter Model Club uh, process to do intake. Thank you so much, Iona McNeil. But better investing, I just want to let everybody know that we are, we're volunteers. A lot of the volunteers, Ann Newman and so many other people are listening in and we want to thank you. And I just wrote down a few things, Tamika, that I just wanted to repeat. I know our time is very well spent, but you said a few gems. I could not write them all, but let me just share a couple that I wrote. And in your confidence, I mean, to, to just, I got chills just, just feeling your self-confidence um, uh, from what you're learning and the fact that you know now that you know that there's nothing hidden in the better investing family that's going to hit you up for some kind of charge because we are volunteers and I think it's one of the very few organizations that I've been exposed to that truly come from a place of service. So thank you so much for that. And what I really enjoyed about your story though, too, is your journey. You were persistent and consistent in following up and following through, even though we met almost two years ago in Atlanta at our NABWIC uh, event, you continue to follow through going uh, through better investing and then with climb and finding a way to continue to add value to your students. But also you reminded us that we have choices. But the question becomes, will we take action on those choices? And you've done that. 
So I'm going to turn it back over to you and I know our time is, is, is wrapped up, but if you have any closing comments, we want to remind everybody that uh, you're listening to the podcast for hashtag my investing story uh, with bed investing volunteers and our phenomenal guest tonight, like I said, has been uh, Miss Tamika Adams. And Tamika, if you have any closing comments and the same for you, Ione, before we wrap up. You can go, Tamika, because I don't have anything to say. About <laughs> <laughs> yes, she left nothing to be desired. Oh, wow. Nothing on the table. Wow. Well, well, it, it is truly an honor. I'm, I'm not going to hold everyone. It is 802. I want to be respectful of our time. But um, my parting words will, will just be um, fear not. Fear not. Um, when it comes to investing, it is a journey. I, while I don't have all of the answers, I don't know everything. The fact that I have started, the fact that you know there is movement in the needle, um, I know that I'm heading in the right direction and I'm excited. I'm excited and I encourage everyone to do the same thing, but better yet, you know, form a community, join a community and you know, what better community than join them better investing. Awesome, very well said. Thank yes, you so very much. We also want to just mention too that the students did receive the baby in baby billionaire um, and guide to investing, mm -hmm. so as yeah. well as the Better Investing magazine and so. the Better Investing magazine and probably membership too. So they got a lot. They got a lot. So we want to encourage all of our listeners to stay tuned. And also, please remember to comment, like, and share the show. Join us every Wednesday night at seven p.m. Eastern time right here um, live if you can join us uh, even on the Facebook group for South Florida chapter of the Bed Investing Organization. Until next time, we want to say to everybody good evening and have a happy holidays if we don't talk to you again before then. And good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good night.